What you want, Willis? Alright, we're good, Grandpa. So, you have this list of soccer players that you say people voted on for the best in the world. Best of all time, actually. Best of all time. And the list goes like this. It goes Pele, Maradona, Zidane, Ronaldo, never heard of this guy, but Frenkit Puske, Johan Cruyff, never heard of this guy, Bobby Charlton, something, Asubio De Silva, Michael Platini, and then Franz Buckenbauer. And I disagree. I think Messi, Ronaldo, and possibly Ronaldinho should be on there. The Brazilian Ronaldo's on there, but not the not the greatest Ronaldo of all time. Are these players playing today? No, none of these. I think these these must have to be retired players. I'm talking about the ones you. Uh, Ronaldinho retired. So you don't, you, that's all you can say It's because you don't go back any further. You're too young to... Yeah, yeah, I mean, I only know now's time, but... That's just not me. That's, that's... I don't know any of those people. I'm not part of, I mean, three of them. Two, three. It must be retired players, because there's no way that Messi's not on the top ten. There's just... The same with Ronaldo, but... That might have been taken a while ago. I don't know. It, it has to be retired players. Maybe, maybe they're waiting on their legacy to prevail. Them on word. I'm surprised Ronaldinho is not on there. Kind of, kind of. He's he's not rated as high. He's one of like the just most skilled players ever. Ronaldinho has this fluidity to his play that's just unparalleled to anybody. It's like you can't even compare. It's just an art for him. Messi Messi has an art to his dribbling, but Ronaldinho is just so he's just just such a skiller. Just a great player. He always does this no-look pass. Like, say he's passing here. He'll, like, go like that. Like, pass. It's pretty sick. He looks like a horse. He's huge. Two huge front teeth. Like a big... He's a pretty big guy, too. But... You can talk about sports forever. As far as who's the best, and it's... It doesn't really mean anything, to be honest with you. It's just fun to talk about. People always talk LeBron versus Jordan. I mean, if you're talking to one person, two people are talking. They just have, all they have is what they know. And you won't find any young person. Which is super subjective, too. You won't ever find a young person say that somebody in the 50s or 60s was better than somebody in, in No, that's not true. A lot of people think Pele's better than Messi or Ronaldo. A lot of people. Your age? Yeah. Mark Relic, for example. He's, Pele's like his favorite player ever. So we do have some friends that... Yeah, but I mean, favorite player... I'm talking about the best player. Best player is super subjective to the time you grow up in. That's what I'm talking about. Super subjective. See, now, a lot of those were in the 60s, 70s, 80s. Right, we, and we've talked about like how 
how Messi is redefining the game now and Pele redefined the game in the 50s, 60s. And, yeah, I think that goes without saying. They both redefined the game and they, they dominated for the time period. But I do want to say that Messi moves with a grace. And I think he's. I think, I think there's a good chance Messi and Ronaldo would get surpassed as well. Some of these kids, I'll see videos on Instagram of these, like, kids... Oh, they're like, I don't even know how young. Like, let's say just a seven-year-old. And they'll do stuff I can't even do. Like, just just some nasty, just super raw talent. Uh, I don't know, because these kids are just getting crazy good. Just really sick moves. They probably have a soccer ball in their hands all the time. Or at their feet. Somewhere in, their, somewhere in their body. I mean, <laughs> if they... If they go to the store with their parents and they're seven years old, they probably have their soccer ball. Yeah. There was a guy that used to play for the Steamers. Better coaches. The quality is just going to keep getting better as we evolve. The evolution of soccer is still, still, in a way, I think the evolution of a lot of sports, really, if you think about it, are still in there. Because the modern world hasn't been able to support such a... Like the, the sports that we support now... And it hasn't, it hasn't been as consumer-based until recently. I mean, we're talking probably the past 50 years, if that, especially for soccer. Soccer's worldwide. I mean, these we were just saying how Ronaldo got like a, I don't even remember, it was like an $80 million contract in like eight years ago. Now players like half his caliber, or maybe not half, but uh, yeah, yeah, you could get, for $90 million now, you'd probably get somebody about half as good as Ronaldo, or not nearly as good. For ninety million now, it's just it's going up at an exponential rate, and that's because, I mean, these these teams can buy players and sell off. If it's like a prominent name, a very marketable guy, like like say Pogba just went to Man U like a year or two ago, uh, then they can sell. They'll sell like half the money that they bought him for in jersey sales. That's what happened. James Rodriguez for Real Madrid. He was a big trade a few years ago. They made like, I, it was a huge, it was like $80 million they paid for him. And within like the first week of him being on Real Madrid, uh, they they made like two-thirds of that $80 million just back in jersey sales because the the Colombia, everybody in Colombia wanted a, because he's, he's like a national hero over there. He's a national treasure. He's a Colombia's best player now, and he's just a very prominent celebrity over there. So they, they sold a ton of jerseys. And that's just in the first, like, week or two. It's all a business. Yeah, absolutely. I don't see him do that in Major League Baseball. You know, buy a player, sign a player, you know, and then two, three months later, give them to somebody else for twice the money, you know, I don't... They do that? I, no. Oh, they don't do that in soccer, really, either. I thought you just said they did. Well, this, let me ask you oh, this question. No. You mean they got it in... Okay, yeah, they didn't sell it in like money, they, they got it from... These things. Yeah, yeah, they're selling jerseys yeah. around the world and stuff. 
But uh, let me ask you this. We've had this debate in the past. What, in your opinion, in your opinion, what do you believe the three hardest sports are? Three what? Three, three most difficult sports to play. Most demanding sports in whatever aspect. Well, there's a difference in demanding and difficult. Yeah, true, true. I, I don't know. I don't care who you talk about uh, the no sports. I'm not talking about you. You know, you know soccer, but you don't know sports. Somebody that's really a sports nut. They probably would all agree that to hit a major league fastball going 103 miles an hour, and you have no idea. That's also keep in mind that's that's like the hardest pitch. That's also the most difficult pitch. 103 okay, okay. miles. It's not like every pitcher's throwing 103. They are throwing in the mid 90s. Just say 95. Okay, okay, 95. It probably it, it's the hardest thing in sports is to hit a bat, hit a fastball, 95 miles an hour, and you don't know whether it's going to curve six inches. Well, if it's a fastball, it's not going to curve. Maybe some of those guys can, can get it. Well, Maybe a few inches. I think, I don't mean necessarily a curve like this, you know. Like a two-seam fastball? If you ever watch, you watch a lot of, you don't watch baseball. You can see I try the ball. Not to. And on television, you can see the ball going straight to the person. And it takes like two seconds or one second or whatever to get from... Uh, pitching mounds up to the catcher at 90 miles an hour, 60 feet, 6 inches to the rubber where they, where they wind up. It does take some crazy good reaction times. I don't know if it's one second or less than a second. Uh -huh. I'm not sure exactly how long. That, you've got about a second to figure out where's that ball going to go. And you have no idea. Right. And I've seen, I've seen people look stupid. They swing at a ball that hits the ground on the outside part of the plate. Right. And and then you told the reaper the show the and These are athletes that are training to do this their entire lives. Yeah. Man, their entire lives, but I mean sometimes they can actually hit it, but playing it for a living. Um, the good pitchers, the ones that win almost all the time, they all have a, a mean, mean, mean curveball that, that they can literally hit the ground with it. And you because it's coming close enough to you. Maybe you think it's knee high. And it'll hit the ground before it gets to the, the catcher. Right. And you're talking about hitting this much. What was that, two feet? So it's going to curve about two feet in, in about, what, one-tenth of a second? Uh-huh. I think, like, I think like, pitching is an art. I think pitching is an art. But, I mean, you know my opinion on baseball. It's not that I hate the sport. It's just I think it's a... I don't think it's a difficult sport. And... I've only played like two seasons at a recreational level, so I'm speaking out of ignorance, but when you compare baseball to rugby, when you compare baseball to MMA, when you compare, compare baseball to basketball even, to soccer, to hockey, like I don't think any of those sports come close. Like, or I don't think baseball comes close to any of those. Cause you think it's harder to hit a three-pointer three in basketball with somebody guarding you? You think it's harder to do that than hit a, hit a 95 mile an hour curveball? I think hitting a curve, okay, they, they can't throw curveballs that quick. We'll say a 95 mile an hour fastball. So, a 95 mile an hour fastball, 
versus hitting a three-pointer, what would I say is harder? I would definitely say hitting a 95-mile-an-hour fastball is harder. But how many pitches are they getting a game? How much action are they getting? Uh, how much endurance does it take to play baseball? Zero. How much endurance does it take to play basketball? They run about five, six miles a game in a basketball game. So basketball completely dominates in that aspect. A lot more quickness, a lot more agility, a lot more agility. Basketball is a very agile sport. A lot more jumping. So you think uh, a lot more athletics, a lot more. So you think a seven, uh, you think a seven foot tall person playing basketball, he gets the ball, and every time he gets it, he swims, stuffed it down. Man. Again, you're talking you extremes. You're talking. You said a seven foot basketball player. Let's say. Let's say. Let's say I Is guess that really hard to do that? Jordan, I could do it. If right, you, right. Seven feet, you don't have to. You don't even have to dribble the ball that much. You get the ball on the breakaway, or if you're right under the hoop, you're inside, yeah. You're inside, and you're moving back and forth, and they finally get the ball to you, and then you just. Okay. Yeah. I don't see much. That's just like a. That's like a. A football player. All but let's talk about like a skilled basketball player, like somebody like somebody who's able to do it all, like who's a well-rounded basketball yeah, yeah, player. Yeah. And we'll we'll compare them to a well-rounded baseball player. So like let's say a center fielder who hits, I don't know, like hits it has a good who's a good hitter and um, hits a decent amount of home runs and is a good fielder as well. Well, I can. Uh Tell you mostly past, you know, Mickey Mantle, people like Mickey Mantle and uh, let's say Joe Mickey Mantle, Joe DiMaggio, Joe DiMaggio, and people like that. So he has to play a defensive position. I would say it's pretty difficult. It's a decent amount of running uh, to get to the ball. You got to be quick. You got to be pretty agile. You got to have good reactions on the outfield, and uh, you got to have good communication. But how many times are you doing that? You got to commu- in a basketball game. You got to communicate constantly, especially you got to communicate on defense, and you got to communicate on uh, offense. And you're working uh, not just the endurance endurance aspect of of your body moving and running five miles a game, but you also got to work the endurance aspect that baseball doesn't even touch upon of Paying constant attention, focusing all your your thoughts and energy, everything into this game that you're playing versus a baseball game, your mind can kind of stray a lot. Do you really think your mind can stray in a baseball game? I think so. I think it's a lot easier than a soccer game, than a, a hockey game. It's a very slow-paced sport. Wow. When you all right, when you're when you're on when you're batting when you're waiting to bat, you. So you're telling me they're going to be fully focused on their their teammates, just watching them. Yeah. I'm sure they're focused, but if I'm sure if they're good players, they will. Right, right. Because, they want to get better because they're going to go up there and try to hit this guy's fastball any minute now. Right, right. Okay, yeah, I would, I would now, agree young, with that. Jordan Young is one that's 21, 22 years old, and there are people like that in the majors uh-huh. that that are hitting like three thirty five and then twenty five home runs already this year. Twenty-four. That's pretty guy, nice. Uh, what's his name on the on the uh, Nationals? Bryce Harper. Twenty-four years. He's only, he's only twenty-four. I years just old. saw him play last Friday night. Yeah. It's kind of cool seeing him in person. He's only twenty-four years old. Oh, he's on pace to break a lot of records. What's he got already? Like twenty-four home runs, maybe this year. 
I wouldn't know. Oh, he's gonna. I even heard that he might be the first person to get a half a billion dollars to sign. No oh, really? He's. I think he's got this year and next year. I think on nationals, and then I think he'll be a free agent. And uh, somebody went. And, somebody went and uh, interviewed him and said, "You're talking about maybe three hundred thousand, three hundred million dollars, or four hundred million dollars." He looked at him, and he's 24 years old, looked at him and said, don't cut me short. No, uh. And he was, he was, he was <laughs> talking about, you know, you might get $24 million or $240 million or whatever I'm trying to don't say. Don't cut me short. Yeah. $300 wow. million. Dollars. He knows his worth. He knows his value. He's 24. Next year, he'll be 25. So let's say he's 26 years old in the year after next. Uh-huh. He might get half a billion dollar contract. For say six, seven, eight years. That's pretty cool. He's clearly, yeah, he's clearly thought about it a little bit. <laughs> that dude's a man too. He's huge. Yeah, but he's uh, he's probably one of the top maybe hundred since hundred and thirty years of baseball. In eighteen eighty, somewhere in there, baseball was starting. Didn't have a lot of teens, but they had some. So what's that? A hundred and. Um, 30 years? Something like that, 140 years almost? Yeah, something like that. You got 20 and 100, you have 120, and then you got 17, so 137 years. Probably the top 100 people. Yeah. I, think he, I think he's going to get higher than that. I think he'll. I don't know, it's hard to tell at 24, you know, that's still super young. But I know he's on pace to break a. Fair amount of records. I, I read an article on him not too long, or probably like a year or two ago, and he, uh, him and Mike Trout both are like on pace to do something big. But now, are they Babe Ruth? Babe Ruth was like 12, 12 13 years old. He was hitting the ball over the buildings. Right. And I heard Prince Fielder was the same way. Prince Fielder, uh, when he was, I think he was when he was 12, he was at some stadium because he kind of grew up around baseball. And he was able to hit home runs out of the park as well. Or not out of the park. When he was a teenager when he was a kid. When he was 12 years old, yeah. 12 years old? Yeah. I mean, granted, they, both of those things, though, can get really twisted as the telephone wire uh, goes. But, I don't know, I mean, that, that's, that's kind of, it's probably exaggerated, you know? Because whenever you, you hear that these... These people can just do these super freak things that most adult men can't even do at like 12, 13. It just makes them sound like more of a prodigy, more of like a hero. It, there's something heroic about it. Well, again, the problem with more like 16 years along the years is getting down to 20. It might be the Right, years. right. 10 years from now, 30 years now, I mean, this kid was 6 years old, man. He's <laughs> about 700 feet. And he's running a 4 minute bottle at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's. it's you know, Edgar, you it is it is cool. Like uh, I think it's kind of in our nature to kind of glorify these athletes and think that they're just superhumans from a young age and they were born to play the sport. I think there's something in our uh, in our minds that like to do that. But I don't know. But let me ask you this though: if right, let's say you're you're a hot player. You just had an amazing career. You focused all your time and energy to the sport of your choice. You're, you're a pro athlete. It's your last year. You're retiring. What do you do when you retire? Because I know it's a, there's notorious, notorious depression rates 
after a lot of really good uh, like uh, pro athletes whenever they retire. What are you going to do then? What would you do personally? Say you, you just got done. You're 30 years old. What do you do with your life? You got all this money. Let's say you have hundred million. You have a hundred million dollars saved up. You just had a great career in the sport of your if choice. If I still wanted to be in baseball, I'd try to get into broadcasting at any level. I think it's cool when uh, like Alex Rodriguez go back and doing that. Some other people are doing that. A lot of people do. Pete Rose. Pete Rose is now. Broadcasting? Yeah, I saw him on broadcasting. I saw him, Alex Rodriguez, and somebody else the other day. Pete Rose is still not in the Hall of Fame because he's a cheat. he cheated. Yeah, he'll never be in the Hall of Fame, I'm guessing. Even though I disagree. I, I disagree. bet he dies. Him and Shoeless Joe Jackson both definitely should, but that's a different, that's a whole other topic. Well, I guess Shula, I guess Joe Jackson is still not in. I don't guess Rose will ever get in either. Yeah, probably not. But times. Even though Julius Joe Jackson world. wasn't even cheating, though. That's the stupid This part. is, this is different. This time now, people probably don't even think of doing drugs is a bad thing. Then, as you ask. Back then, you could almost go to jail for, because he did more than. Wait, Julius Joe? Yeah. 1919 World Series, are you talking about that, or are you, what are you talking about? 1919 World Series, that's when he. You said you did drugs? That's what, that's what, no, I'm just saying that oh. today, you could do drugs and, and uh, black guys, they won, uh, I was that black dude that did, did drugs, you know, and he, he should be in the Hall of Fame too, he's got 750 or 60 home runs. I'm not sure what you're talking about, but, what about, what, so what about the people who, uh, do you believe, do you believe pro athletes should be allowed to do drugs? Do you think they should get drug tested? You're, you're talking to the 73 year old man. You, you know what I feel about that. Yeah, you probably said no. See, I don't, I don't see a problem. Like, if they want to, even if they want to go shoot up heroin in their free time, it's not going to help their athletics. I mean, it's clear that it's going to, it's going to hurt their career, but I think they should be able to do whatever they want. But I guess that is against the law. I guess that kind of goes into like decriminalization of all drugs kind of deal. It'll happen one of these days. Maybe. And then you'll have uh, about 20 to 25 percent of the country will be totally bombed out all the time. Maybe, so, maybe not that. Maybe. Answer that question. So you get it. You said you get into broadcasting. Yeah. That's a I good route to broadcasting, go. Broadcasting. Uh, if I had, see, a lot of these guys wait till they're 35 or 36 or 7 to have kids. Right. Because then you don't have to be away from home maybe five years at most, you know. You can still be there when, you're, when you have your kids, you know. You'll be at home. You won't be on the road all the time. These, these players, they're on the road one half of the time. Between April and, and the end of September, they're gone half the time. Right, right. But so was Mick Shannon. See, I, I'm hoping Tony gets a job like Nick Shannon was, was away from home just about all the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, he would, he was in sales, so he traveled all over, I guess, maybe half the country. And when he got to the very end, he was pretty much in Missouri and maybe Illinois and stuff. But he would, he would be in Kansas City or someplace. He couldn't drive there and drive back home, so he'd stay in a hotel there.
But you know, and maybe go see another client the next day, and another one, you know, and come back home. So he was probably gone by half the time when he was, and he did that a long time, probably forty years, just like I did with IT, you know, work for forty years. So I'm hoping Tony gets a job like that where he's gone most of the time, you know. Probably best. And, probably uh, best. I. We probably I, should talk about him on here though. I mean, I. The reason I, I thought of that, oh, yeah, <laughs> delete that out if you, if you can figure out how. That's not really bad. I didn't say bad. Yeah, it is really bad. Yeah. I hope he gets a job and he's on, he's on the road all the time. Yeah, you wish the best for him, man. Yeah. You got to make a lot of money when you're on the road and you're a salesman. But yeah, I want my son-in-law to, to make a lot of money because he's ugly. <laughs> I lost control of what I was trying to say. No, you're fine. You're fine. You're cool. <laughs> what's your uh, What's your favorite holiday? Cause it's It's July Fourth, by the way. Today is July Fourth, twenty seventeen. Any minute now. This ain't gonna go to midnight tonight. Oh yeah. Right, right next door to it. I kind of wish I didn't agree to sign up to work, but. Once I look at it in retrospect, like tomorrow I'm gonna be happy about it, you know. Oh, you gotta go work tonight. Yes, yeah. I, gotta be, I gotta be out in Winsville in a few, in like an hour or two. I'm gonna leave here soon. Oh, you gotta you gotta guard the stuff. Guard, guard the stuff. Yeah. When do they they do they sell them tomorrow for half price or something? Like I think that? they yeah they're discounted usually. Can you keep those things until next year? Yep, they don't expire. At least not to my knowledge. I, I wouldn't believe any of them do. I guess so, you'd have to keep the moisture away from them, though. Cause really, if you're smart, I mean, if, if you know you're going to be do, buying fireworks next year, then the smartest move would be to buy them a few days after. Those cost a lot of money, don't they? Oh, my God. Yeah, like, like for example, uh, I have a friend. I'm not going to mention his name, but his... Dad bought five hundred dollars worth of fireworks. I have, I have multiple friends like this. Their their parents will buy like five hundred dollars worth of fireworks. I'm like, dude, like, what are you trying to prove, man? What are you trying to prove by buying that much fireworks? Like, like I think a hundred dollars is probably. I mean, depending on your financial situation, money's all relative. So, five hundred dollars to him is sounds like a ton of money to me. Maybe it's not, but it, I also know his financial situation. I know he's he's the type of guy that he. He works a ton of hours every single week, hates his life because he's always working, does a job that he doesn't like, and then he goes out and spends $500 on fireworks. What? What What gap? What are you trying to chase? What are you trying to fulfill when you're, you're buying that much? have to work a lot of hours? He works a lot of hours to sustain a lifestyle that he wants to live. So half, he gets uh, overtime probably. I'm not judging it too. I'm probably, I'm taking this super out of context. It's just like... Yeah, he, he, he might get overtime, yeah. I just, I don't, that's just so far from the life I want, like. What, what, I, what I was talking about the other day was that people that go to college probably will marry somebody that goes to college, or went to college, rather. So you're talking about, like, uh, let's say, let's just take Bailey, for example. If Bailey goes into finance, she make big bucks. Right. And she marries the, uh, the guy she's with now, you know, Tanner. 
He's even been a counter. He's really, really smart, so he's probably gonna. So we're talking. Start out with like. Yeah, he's, he's really school smart. He started off with like 60k, so on day one you make an over. He's sheltered though. I like Tanner, but he's sheltered, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about <laughs> the, the lifestyle. So 500 dollars to them, but they start off making. 120,000 a year, and they're like 24 years old, and their starting salaries are together, you know. There's somebody that will, $500 will be nuts for them. Right. Now, then I, you know, I'm a, it's a bad example because I can't see either one of them wasting money. You know? Oh, no, that's a lot. Bailey's not, waste money. Bailey's not good with money, man. But if they were different type of people, $500 is uh -huh. nothing. Right. It's not the cost. Uh -huh. But I don't want it that way. That's the thing. $1,800. So far, it was, you got in it for 10 minutes. Chris has been in it, I think, once or twice. That's it. I, I legitimately wasn't. I was in your pool for maybe 10 minutes the other day. Yeah. And that's all that's been used this summer. Nobody ever comes in August. Uh -huh. Too busy getting their kids all ready to school. Right. And all that stuff. I've had a kid be here in August. You guys thought didn't come when you were little. Uh -huh. You didn't come in August. You know, it's always, oh, I gotta take the kids to, over here and get their books fed up. I gotta be going to get into get in sports, you know, I gotta sign them up for this. Now they're having, they're having uh, volleyball practice every day, you know, and that kind of stuff, you know. We, we've got four more weeks of pool. You can, That's it? You can, well, I mean, we'll, it'll be over in August, but nobody will come in August. Right, right. Well, they're not coming July either. Mm -hmm. So we still. Cause you, you can't see Trust me, I, I empathize with you hard you there. Just, you can't just, every day we'll go out there and get, get the crap off the side of the thing, you know, I just hate that, you know. I shouldn't complain so much because I should do it for her, you know, because... She, well, you're a practical guy, it's just, it's the... She wants to be here, you know, she wants to be here. Uh -huh. I don't, I think, I'm pretty sure she would rather have the kids come jump in the pool, you know, a lot. Like we used to, you guys when you're little, occasionally Scott's kids, and nobody's coming now. I don't expect one person to get in that pool the rest of the year. That would that would bother me too. If you're spending all this money for people not, to get in the pool in the week. It's not. I mean, I don't think she's here, but I saw like Benny now, right? But she's in there, and then Benny's his buddies in Washington, Missouri. Yeah, I right. told you that so many yeah. times, you know. And he's going, that's exactly yeah yeah i mean my dad and i are so much different in that aspect like we yeah you talk really really loud i talk so loud man i'm gregarious <laughs> I'm, I just, I'm so, I, I just like to talk loud, I, I don't know, it's, uh, my dad, I don't care who's listening, I don't care, I'll be talking about somebody and I'll be talking super loud. Well, one thing about it, if you're in a crowd of five or six, and uh -huh. you talk that loud, they're going to let you talk, but nobody can talk louder than that. Yeah. You know, when you're talking here, I try not to interrupt, but sometimes I start talking and then you come back and you keep talking more. You know, I think, okay, he's got Benny's brains, which is fine. That's that's a good brain to have. 
with, and I'm not aggressive with the way I talk. I mean. It's just like I just talk loud, and I like I like to be heard. <laughs> yeah, I, I I kept thinking, is he is he hard hearing? Is he having a hearing aid like a problem like I do? You know, that's something I've started to embrace the past like year. Talking real loud. Yeah, I just—I didn't really realize it. I didn't really realize it until like probably this past year or two that I—I I'm a loud talker. All you gotta do is run that thing back when you finish here. Right. And we're both probably equally equal distance from it. You'll hear me in the background. You're probably a little bit closer. And you maybe you may be able to hear what I'm saying, but you won't have a problem hear what you're saying. Yeah, true. Yeah. I mean, a part of it is too. I like, I like these especially. I like to talk up so that I can be heard, because I can't really afford microphones right now at this point in time. Plus, of all, I also want to see if I want to stick with it. I don't want to just buy a microphone. I've only been doing this a month or so. I don't really know if I. I'll probably stick with it if I had guessed that. But I, when did like you start talking really, really loud? Wait, do what? When did you start doing that? Well, I kind of. I my mom's like. She's like, you talk really loud one day. And I was like, I guess I do. Because I don't hear myself. I'm just... Well, here, it's all the time you're here. Right, right. Now, while I go with Grandma, it wasn't quite that loud. It was loud. That's why I came in here, because you and Grandma, I mean, <laughs> I, can, I can listen for two hours, but there's no way I can get anything in there, you know. Right. Maybe you should be a little bit more aggressive. Just finish your sentences. I... I Maybe if it wasn't your grandma, because I want you to talk to her as much as you can, because you're not going to get one of these with her. Right. So you, you can spend all the time just talking to her, and she'll talk forever. You know? I mean... I wish I wish she would do one of these. She's not going to do I told her to do that ten times. And, she always finds an excuse yeah. not to. And like, I want to do a more... I don't, I don't want to just do one or two with her. I want to do a lot with her. You want to that? The only way you can do it. Or go, you could have that thing going behind you. Um, you got to sneak it out in there someplace, you know, and you could sneak it in there and just go to the bathroom and sneak it in there. And then just go in there and sit down with it and you'll get one. Now, you, it won't be video. Right. But at least it'll have the audio we're talking to you about. I actually could record an audio, yeah. I have, I have a little tape recorder thing. If she catches it in there, she might. She might Turn off. Well, if I have a long sleeve shirt, say we're sitting here right now, your grandma and I, I just have a long sleeve shirt. I put the audio tape right here. I mean, could you, if you had it, if it was over there, or if it was behind that, behind that couch there, could you hear what she was saying? If she was over there, you couldn't get. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be like the same deal as the camera. I mean, the camera's right there, right now, picking up what we're saying, and then this would be right here in between us, so it'd probably pick it up better. It just want to be the video. I like having this visual. I like having that. So what you gotta do is maybe well, she's she's always in there, so you'll have to go in there and hide it behind, yeah. behind her chair maybe, and then just then into this kind of saunter in there, you know, and this just talk. I mean, just talk for her, you know. Uh -huh. But if I I'm be too late once you. She finds out about it, you know. Okay, it's time to go to bed. And you reach back there and get it. Thanks, Grandma. I really gotcha. appreciate it. You're going to get out <laughs> Well, actually, she would probably agree to just do an audio. I suggested it while I'm gone. Maybe I should just settle for that.
That's all you're gonna get. Yeah. I'll try. I'll keep pushing the video. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. When I say that's all you're gonna get, is that it might? Is that a? See, I, I don't want to. You know what? I hate the I hate the phrase put somebody down. I don't like that. That's a, to me, that's a. Are you asking if you're being pessimistic or cynical? Yeah, you could use those words, but dude, I wouldn't use those. Because I don't think you are. I think you're being honest. I think you're a real... I, I get in trouble because I'm way, way, way too honest. I don't know anybody that's more honest than I am. Nobody. Oh, there are definitely people out there. Stand-up comics. There's some stand-up comics that are extremely honest. But, yeah, you are a very honest the guy. Always getting on that's me. one of my favorite things about it. I think Bailey thinks I'm some kind of stupid racist or something because I don't use all these PC things that she uses, you know. She gets, she's always getting on to me about stuff, you know. Uh, she's, you she, you she can't grandma. You can't. Grandpa, you're not supposed to say Indian. So yeah, that's how Bailey is. That's what. That's how me and Bailey just. That's one of the main reasons we don't get along. Cause I'm kind of more like you in that aspect. I I don't care. I say whatever I want, man. I don't. Try, I mean, I try not to offend people when I talk, but I'm not gonna. I'm not scared to offend somebody for like stupid reasons. You know what? You know what I would do. If, I think if, if if I was you, 21 in the college and I had all those friends down there, and think the way I do today, uh -huh. I would try my best to get. 20, 20 or so friends on. There's a whole bunch of friends on. Just, just say, look guys, I'm going to talk this for a few minutes. And I'm going to turn you people into non-PC people. Because when you get, when you get a job, and it's probably, it's probably PC to, a, to an extent, but you're always going to find somebody that might offend you. So, I just got to get on the ramp looking around and say, I want to I wanna try to get something through to everybody here tonight. We're all going to be working for you soon. We'll be working for a boss. That boss not be 50, 50, 60 years old. Right. He's not going to care about your stupid feelings. He's not going to care whether you agree with him or not. Uh -huh. Now you may or may not get somebody. You might get somebody that's 24 and you're 22, you know? Uh -huh. And you think the same way. But there's a real good chance that you're not going to be surrounded with, with snow, snowflakes like you might be here in college. Try to get through to them. Now, you might tell me that none of them are that way. And that's, that's if, if you can find somebody that never gets offended, then they'd be friends for life with me. Yeah, I would agree. I, I, I know some, I have some friends that don't get offended easily, but man, I'm sure they get offended. Male. Yeah, yeah, they're all males. So I think, I think they're mostly females that get offended. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if a Not guy to make it gender specific, but yeah. If a guy gets offended, I'm gonna think you're gay. You think so? Maybe not gay, but I mean, feminine. I, I'm, think again. My age, go back 50 years. Uh -huh. I still think the way I think now, because I didn't grow up in a world where you had to think about every single thing you said. I mean, that's. I think it's good to be empathetic and think about the consequences before you you choose to say something, to have something come out of your mouth, but I agree, you shouldn't, the, the, I, the world that you have to constantly like overthink, that you're overthinking because you don't want to offend anybody, that's not a world I want to live in. No. That's I would annoying. live in it. I would live in it. Right, yeah, it's not worth it. I don't now. Well, here's my question. Why can't you say Negro? You can say Negro. 
Oh, you get thrown out. You get thrown off the building. You say that in public. You just can't say the N word. You can't say the N word with a hard ER. Some people, some white people, believe you could say it with a an A, like a N I G G A. I personally don't think it's really acceptable because it's a it's a term that used to disparage black people in the eighteen hundreds. It's just a it's a loose term and it's a it's kind of a nickname for that term. It's just changing a, a hard what ER about, to an what about A. Homie, homie, homie. Yeah, it's acceptable. I say why, homie why all the time. Why is it shouldn't be acceptable? Homie's kind of made its way from gangsters to like the really just the average public. See, but men really uses that all the time. Right. And I think it's cute. I think it's. I hate the word cute. That's, that's a little I know what you mean, though. I know what you mean. Women say cute. Oh, he's such a cute baby. Right. Shut up. Yeah, yeah that is kind of a gender-specific term. <laughs> yeah, it's like... If I ever see... It, and I'm guessing my husband, once again, your father, Benny. If I ever hear a guy say, Oh, that is so sweet. I don't feel... Yeah, I, I, I don't really say anything like that. If I hear a dude saying that, and you see women all the time. That's a, to me, that's a woman phrase, a man's phrase. It's not, it's just, you know. Right. You're not a man if you say, oh, that, that puppy dog is so sweet, you know, and you just look at him, he's just so sweet. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely feminine, but it doesn't really bother me. I mean, I'm cool with it. Do you know any guys that go around and say, no, I mean, yeah, they're probably not going to, most likely, I think there's going to be a strong correlation between somebody who talks like that and somebody who's not going to be my friend. Well, it's one thing, one thing is, let's try, he's really sweet. Uh-huh. Oh, you're so sweet. Right, right, yeah, when I know. Change, when you change a voice, uh-huh. like a puppy dog, a brand new puppy, or even not a brand new puppy. I mean, I don't, I don't want to puke when I sit here. And I know that's the way women are. But, uh, I don't know. I'm one of the, I, I'm a thinker. You know, you know, you know. When I see somebody say something, and they all say the same thing, under the same circumstance, they all say the same thing. Right. I, I start wondering whether they have a brain or not. Yeah. Knowing they have a real brain. I'm not saying that. They got, they got brains, but... Most people just... They just say things. I kind yeah, I agree. Most people kind of, I kind of have a pessimistic view of the the mass mundane individual, especially in this country. I think most people in this country are really stupid. I think Whether most people. They can't think for themselves, man. They, no. If you listen to a politician, I'd say the reason I like Trump, most people like Trump, uh -huh. he might pretty much say shove up and bleep, you know? Right. But the pure politicians will never say anything. Uh -huh. They will never say anything. We have I think to that is respectable. Out. We have to get. Uh, we have to get uh, all these words. You know that. I, yeah, we need to get these things done. Well, you needed to get them done 15 years ago, and you didn't have done so. Shut up. You know. Uh -huh. Don't keep telling you this needs to be. I, Trump's definitely an extreme version of that, but I would. I'd rather have an extreme case of. Of what he has instead of the opposite. You know, it's a politician when they can talk for hours and not say one single thing. Right, right. Nothing. Talk around the point. It just—it's always. We need to get. We need to get. Uh, we need to get this done. We, 
And he, it's just the same old crap. Like the vice president. When, every time I see him speaking, bam. I don't listen to him. He is, he is just, his brain is just... Uh, that's a bad question. I mean, just, I just, is our is our vice president? Uh, is it Mike Pence? <laughs> okay. I mean, uh, if I saw him, I wouldn't recognize him. But he's a pure politician always. I never heard uh -huh. him do any kind of speech. I listened to maybe one or two, and I thought, now I could hear the same words from about eighty percent of everybody in the government. Right. And I don't need a vice president telling me saying these stupid things uh -huh. that you hear hundreds and hundreds of times over and it don't mean any of it. Yeah, and then you're just desensitized to the generic expressions. So when Trump or, or some of these guys, even the Democrats, you know, some of them, you know, they're coming right out and I don't like the language that I don't like cursing, you know, 12-year-old kids not being home watching them. But some of them, they'll say what they're saying. Mm -hmm. We hate him. We hate. We hate him. We want to kill him. You know things like that. Yeah, the thing Johnny Depp said about like he was totally implying to the general public you should kill the president. I don't care who the president is, man. Like I, I don't necessarily agree with everything Trump's doing or saying or whatever. You can go to jail. for That's that. That's absolutely ridiculous. He did that. You can go to jail for that, but not if you're not if you're famous. You gotta yeah. learn that famous people. Most politicians, they can do anything they want to do. Yeah. Hillary Clinton, I, I know that yeah. they're responsible for, for a lot of deaths, a lot of, a lot of killings over the years. It's been documented for years and years. I believe that as well. I mean, he had 44 was the number when Bill Clinton got out of in 2000. When Bill Clinton was it like 150 or something now? It, it was two more today. I mean, it was a week ago there was one. Now, there's two today. He went three days. That'd be two more. Uh, yeah, and, and these, I, I totally believe that. These are people that know things, and they and they're trying to get they're trying to get into her. Well, the other day was he was the guy was trying trying to get into Hillary's um, server. I guess they're still trying. Some people are still trying to do that. Uh huh. He's dead now. Really? Yeah. That was last week. I gotta watch that Clinton Cash documentary. I gotta watch that. We didn't watch that. No. We watched it the other night. I'll watch it with you again if you want. I don't know if you if that's something you'd want to watch twice. If it's a good document, I like watching doc good documentaries twice just to retain the information better. Well, I watched that's it. That's just personal uh, part. Benny turned it on the other night. You know, and it was a one hour, and four minutes. I think the whole thing. But that um, I knew about seventy five percent of it. So, I was hearing what I knew, and the rest of it was pretty much what I thought I knew. Because if you do this, this, and this, then you had the only way you can get, only way they can get to a billion dollars and never have a job, ever. When I say that, Hillary Clinton was a lawyer for a year or two, you know. Uh -huh. he, he was a government, but outside the government, I mean, he was, he was a, a, uh, well, he was the head of the state, whatever you call him. Governor. He was the governor of Arkansas. But outside of politics, neither one of them been, and they're worth, I bet they're worth a billion dollars or more than that. Uh huh. Where'd he get it? You watch that show, you watch that one hour documentary, and I, Rhonda had already seen it, and she looked at me and said, That is absolutely disgusting, isn't it? 
Have you seen House of Cards? I think I told you to watch House of I Cards. I think I watched maybe two episodes, but the guy would... I didn't like it. Kevin Spacey, how he talks to the camera. Yeah, he comes in there and they do the whole thing. It's like, here's what we're doing now on this show. I thought, you don't tell me what you're doing. I, I can watch the, I can watch I think the movie. I would recommend... Yeah, I agree. I think it's, it is kind of weird. I kind of like it. Kind of don't at the same time. I, I'm kind of impartial, I guess. But, uh... I, I think it's worth looking past that and watching. It's a good show. Now, I, I watched maybe two or three episodes. Do they keep doing it all the way through? Not as much. At least not to my knowledge. I, I quit watching around like season three. See, that's on Netflix. Uh-huh. I'm running out of things to see on Netflix. It's a good show. You would like it, Grandpa. The last three movies, I've, uh, I tried to watch them whenever they were just nasty. This F-word, 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 F-word. I just can't watch it at 10 o'clock at night, you know? Right. I think you'd like it. it. It reminds me of The Clintons. It's a, it's a really good binge watch show, but it reminds me of The Clintons in the aspect that they're they're two political powers basically, and they're they're a power couple, and they work together, and they're base. It's not even love that they're married for. Like they, it doesn't really come out. At least not to me. It doesn't seem like they. Neither were the Clintons. Yeah, it doesn't seem like they love each other. It's it's like they're married for power. They use they work as a unit together. Yeah. To attain power. And then he rises, he's the he's the democratic he ended up rising to like president. Oh it's a it's a good show though. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. You wanna wrap this up though? Because I'm gonna go check out Milano. Yeah. Cool. I'm getting kinda I might eat some more of that pizza. That concludes another podcast. I'll put the camera in on you, Grandpa. Let's end on that beautiful face. Oh, wow.